listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio, and this morning I am with Alan Cochran and Zoe Lyons. Morning. Has joined us. Morning. A to Z. Alan oh. to Zoe. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. covering the whole gamut of uh, first names. I think you have to say first names now. If you say Christian names, you'd be off air for three weeks with a telling off. <laughs> um, text the show on uh, eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio. Or email the show via the Absolute Radio website, if you please. Okay. Covering all the ages. Mm-hmm. Oh, there he goes again. Loves a bit of clicking. So, um, let me tell you. Well, first of all, um, I, Zoe, welcome. Thank you. It's, um, it, but I'm, I'm just going to ask Alan a question because he does a lot of physical. Do you do a lot of physical things? Well, what do you mean physical things? <laughs> I mean, in, I mean in, yeah. the, in the gymnasium that. rather than in the, in the domestic Not setting. in the gymnasium. I'm <clears> a <throat> runner and a walker. Oh, are you? Yeah, depending uh, on what sort of situation well, I find myself in. a bit like, I'm, yeah. I'm a lover, not a fighter. bus yeah. stoppers. Yeah. 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 yeah, depending on the steepness of the yeah. hill. Depending on how the gig went, I'm a runner <laughs> or a walker. Yeah. 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 It was that old saying that... The audience were with me all the way, but I managed to lose them at the <laughs> railway station. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, old jokes like that. Oh, yes, great. Love them. I love them. And I, you know, I know, that I know what's coming. Uh-huh. And, and still love it. Um, yeah, I got, um, I, I do Pilates twice a week. Right. The reason I do Pilates, um, is, um, first of all, I, uh, misread it and thought it was scenes from the Old Testament. <laughs> New Testament. I'll change that. And, um, can we change that, Steve? <laughs> Live! Oh. Um, and, um, and also, uh, I, I, um, I work with Joan Bakewell, who's, mm-hmm. um, in her early 80s, and he's an absolute inspiration and a, a, a force of nature. And she does Pilates. Right. And then I met Sir Ian McKellen, and he said to me, it's absolutely essential. <laughs> and I thought, I'm going to get in early. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to get in early. So I've been doing it. And then I was doing it uh, last week, and I really felt something going, ow, one of those real... And my Pilates teacher, who is tough, uh-huh. said to me, um, oh, you've torn a muscle. Ow. And I said, uh, what? Which sounded really big to me. And she said, welcome to the world of sport. So <laughs> <laughs> that's not... Sport Pilates? Yeah, well, it is. I mean, it is... It, it feels like sport. Oh, okay. I've never been to a Pilates class. Are um, instruments of torture involved? Do you well, have to usually, sort of string yourself up on a piece I, of apparatus? I think people, um, and I love apparatus mm. more than most people. <laughs> um, but when I first, I, I tried it years ago, and it was all apparatus. Mm. All right. And then um, I find that people now um, they call stuff Pilates, and it just means stuff that really hurts. Right. Because we do all manner of stretching when I honestly think in a minute Somebody's I'm just going to I'm going to just snap like a like an elastic band. I mean yeah. I, it's genu- when I come out of there I feel like I've been not really badly beaten but certainly rough, <laughs> roughed up by more than six men. Put through the ringer. Yes, yeah. exactly. But that probably would be a Pilates apparatus, wouldn't it? The old mangle. But I said we're very it well, I The think. old mangle used yeah. to love her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you like neighbours? 
No, it was... Uh, but what I've picked up on, I've noticed, is I've developed what sounds like an age grunt, cos I've got this pain in my left thigh. You know age grunts, when people sit yeah, there and yeah. go, oh! Yeah. When I get out of a car, I did it this morning, I get out like this, oh! And I, and I don't want the driver to think, oh, God, he's one of those blokes <laughs> that does age grunts. So I've... Uh, <laughs> so I say I've torn, torn muscle in my... Do you add... In uh, my leg. Or a muscle doing sport pilates. I don't. Do I don't, I don't say that. The... I should say I'm torn a muscle. I'm. I'm uh, I dwell in the world of sports. <laughs> <laughs> Oops! Watch for that. What happened? That, that oh, was actually that was that hanging. was my uh, thigh muscle. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was already hanging by a thread. I've been waiting for it to go. What do you read to Pilates, Frank? Just asking. Just well, asking. that's um, that's a good question. I what I whenever I've done sports with people around, I always try to wear the cheapest, nastiest gear I can. <laughs> because I want to really look like um, Alf Topper, who was a comic book character when I was a kid, who was an international athlete who um, lived on fish and chips and worked as a welder. Brilliant. He and, sounds fantastic. And he used to run against toffs who wore the best equipment. And he, So I, I really wear horrible stuff. And, well, of course, all the women that work there, um, I mean, there are men that work there as well, but I, I, I'm, I'm women teachers the ones I have they are all in like you know state-of-the-art sports gear and, and I like that, that I it suits my level that I dress you're there in your Alf Tupperware <laughs> if you will my Alf Tupperware <laughs> and what does Tupperware sound like when you open it here we go what <laughs> <laughs> are your favorite impressions I love that it's my only impression <laughs> well, that one and Frank Bruno do you know what I mean Harry <laughs> <laughs> but that is That's still still wor still work in progress Absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I had a very, very, very exciting experience this week. Hang on, I thought you were going to ask me a question about Pilates. You set it all up as, oh, I just want to ask Alan something. And then no, the no, end I, was, of it was... I was going to talk to you about muscle tearing. I thought oh, it's something was, you do a lot. She said it was a common place for people in the world of sports. In fact, oh, she okay. said to me, embrace the pain. Embrace the pain. <laughs> I, I think that's a bad thing to do, actually, but, uh, hey, yeah. you know, I think most of the sports people nowadays would say, don't play through serious pain. Discomfort is fine, but not pain. Yeah, I think what she means is, you know, when something hurts so much, you think, i better stop this soon, yeah. otherwise I'm going to faint. Mm -hmm. At that point, you're supposed to say, no, no, oh, pain, oh, lovey, lovey, lovey. <laughs> oh, pain, oh, baby. Mm, oh, I don't pain. like it, baby. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> and then, then it's suddenly you come to love pain. You don't, mm. do you agree with that? No, I don't agree with I that. I had a sporting injury last year that required no, me to wear... stop showing no, off, No, I did. I had, um, I had a sporting injury and it required me to wear that, um, that quite um, trendy-looking... Oh, that blue tape. Tape, yeah. And well, I quite I enjoyed it. I did, cool. yeah. And, that is um, cool. Yeah, I wore shorts for a couple of weeks just to show that off. Show your tape off. Show I can, my I, tape off. And I people would go, mm, that looks serious. You go, yeah, it is actually. It's quite serious. I actually wear so much of that, it looks like a pot on my leg. I just wrap it right round, you know. I go <laughs> horizontal. Well? No, not at all. <laughs> I go horizontal with it. That's what I was pretending. But it did make me think the, um, something else I did um, this week, and... I know I often talk about things that have disappeared from, from the... This is one of my <laughs> themes on this show, so is whatever happened to, which is slightly pathetic, I know, but I still like it. I gargled mm. this oh, week, I... and I thought, I don't know, is that still... Is it in? 
Is it an in I thing? I think you do? brought it back last year or the year before, didn't you? <laughs> I think. I think it depends what fluid you were using. Well, the sound of oh, day. The sound <laughs> of um, I was using salted water. Oh yeah. Wow, you're yeah. so old um, school sometimes. Yeah. No, what had happened is my my scuba gear had malfunctioned. <laughs> Oh, good, that's fine. Yeah, it was, it was quite a tricky, cos I was, I was being held by a giant squid. Oh. I can show you the circles on my on my legs. Yeah. Um, now, so, um, I, just the sound of it is something I associate with my dad. Oh, that, 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 oh yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know, do people gargle anymore is what I want to know. That's this morning's text. 8, 8, 12, 15. In, fa- in fact, generally speaking... Sounds that you don't hear anymore, I think, is a good texting, don't you? <laughs> For example, I was wa- I was crossing the road this week, <laughs> and a car went past going, uh, and I went, fan belt. Oh, yeah. I haven't said that for years. I don't even know if they have fan belts <laughs> I anymore. always shout that out because I once had a car with a slipping fan belt, and it's the only mechanical error that I can identify well, me, by a sound. Me too, but I don't know if they, if they have fan belts oh. anymore. I think they have um, retro reserving rods. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> And um, that's on it. That's only on a, um, a, a Playsto steel um, mechanical winch <laughs> um, operating <laughs> section. You've changed. <laughs> but um, it, the joy of going fan belt mm. as it went past. You've and I changed. mean, it might, it might not have been. It might have been. Uh, might have been aliens, sports injuries, mechanics. Yeah, that's it's like it. Top Gear. This the it's testosterone. Totally different. It's, 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 Dripping off me. <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds that you don't hear anymore. Do you think we'll get any answers at all? I think we'll get four. Four responses is my guess. Shall we open a, open a book on it? Three yeah. I'm going for. I'm, you're going I think three? You're oh, do you I think we'll be inundated. Do you? Where many? I think there's going to be... Inundated know. on this show means five. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll go five plus, yeah. <laughs> OK, five plus. Covered his, covered his bases. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You've lit up the switchboard, as they say, with your... Um, Seven? With your throwing the gauntlet down. <laughs> How many? Oh, it's, I've lost count. It's oh. impossible to keep count. Can I say, I used to have a white plastic belt that had West Bromwich Albion written on it. <laughs> it yeah. Was that a fan lovely. belt? It was a fan I never, belt. I, had fan it, belt. I worn it for years and never thought to, to call it a fan belt. I... Late review. I, that that is great. That's a very late pun. You know what's that thing the friends say about the, the something thought on the stairs? Yeah, this I is the know. thought on the stairs to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> plastic belt, did you say? Yeah, plastic. Well, did it have buckle or S clip? No, no, it had uh, it had uh, a buckle. Okay. What do you think sounds, I am? Some sort of a lovely. hooligan. It sounds absolutely lovely, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Fan belt though. Um, you must still be able to get. You can probably get Justin Bieber belts. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, we've, we've Dennis been... Tui, Dennis <laughs> Tui belts. Who's Dennis Tui? A newsreader. I just like the idea of having his name on a belt. <laughs> Dennis Tui. That would be very specialised merchandise, wouldn't it? Newsreader. Yes. <laughs> we'll be selling some Dennis Tui belts after the show. Oh, that would uh, go my... well with my George Alagaya T-shirt <laughs> yeah. and my Jim Rosenthal Pez container. <laughs> <laughs> just his head on the top. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what, what have we what oh. have we got? This is this is our sounds from the past. Has <laughs> <laughs> it's it's what is it? World record store vinyl. Sounds you don't hear anymore. Yeah, sounds from the past seems. Hi Frank, happy. the loud donk noise when changing channels on old TVs before oh, remote controls. Yeah. <laughs> That's from uh, Rob and Vicky having breakfast in bed. What? Both of them. What a life. Who got it? 
<laughs> what a life. We used to have a boxer dog, um... You, you just have what? We have a boxer dog that would get up and turn the um, turn the cooker on to boil <laughs> the eggs, and we set out a tray in the morning to put the boiled eggs onto the tray, bring them up, and um, <laughs> into our bed, and then do a headstand at the side of the bed. Very clever you, boxers. When you lived in a cartoon, yeah. <laughs> now you're supposed to say, "Why did you do the headstand?" And we say, "We didn't have any egg cups." <laughs> <laughs> I never read the script this week. Oh, I just... so I'd sent you the script on <laughs> really Thursday. I feel like I should have. Oh. Um. <laughs> Barnaby has... Uh, Barnaby Wood has tweeted bon- and said... Do, do you know Barnaby, Barnaby Wood? Barnaby Wood. Barnaby no, Wood. thanks for the tip. Yes. Okay. Uh, you don't hear people slamming the phone down anymore oh. unless you're old. No, that's... Unless <laughs> you're old. You don't hear anything if you're old. <laughs> you, just, you can just see them slamming the phone. That's down. true. You can't slam a mobile. You can't end a conversation, an angry conversation on the phone as, well, you can. as, you can as, just, as enthusiastically you can as you used to be off. able to do. No, but cutting them off is... You know, slamming the phone down was a real... Mm-hmm. No. And then if you were really angry, a double slam in the in the holster, what? whatever the My cradle. cradle, thank yeah. you. My manager, who is, has something of a reputation for being fierce, I, I'd only been with um, the, the company for about three or four months. I walked into the office and he was slamming down a phone. As he slammed it, the entire phone, the, 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 you know, the bottom bit with the buttons, disintegrated. He slammed it that <laughs> hard. He also he just said into the phone something quite sweary, which I won't repeat. But it was um, you and your attitude were two of the bits. <laughs> and he smashed in the phone, and I was like gobsmacked. He looked up and saw me and said, uh, I, uh, you won't be doing 606 this week. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how he closed the deal. <laughs> but, but you can't do that with a mobile. No, no, you can't. No, it's not satisfying. That's a good, very good point. That has never occurred to me before, that you can't do that. <laughs> can't slam a phone down with a mobile. <sighs> I learned so much on this show. Jez has texted with the sound that he misses. Uh, morning, Frank. I miss the sound of typewriters. Clatter, 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 ding. Yes. The buzz of laser printers isn't the same. I've um, I've got three manual typewriters. Oh, get you! Coming part- on commercial radio in 2016 <laughs> and bursting. Uh, partly because I love Big man. the sound, but also physically. It's great finger exercise as well. When you Party get one, Pilates, isn't when it? you go on one for the first time, I embrace the pain <laughs> of uh, manual typewriter. I, I, I started writing uh, stand-up material, like it. I just blast it out as fast as I can, just because at least it sounds like I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Terrible pain when you get the fingers caught between the keys on a on a on an old old typewriter when you were able to go straight between the keys. That can happen. Yeah. I also, um, if I add a moment, Kath shouting from the downstairs are you still working put me off whereas with a oh. word processor do you still call them that mm-hmm. it, people don't know but it's a uh. great f- i love a manual typewriter can you still get ribbons for it you can Ooh. in fact i went into um ryman's and they just had some in there can you believe that but i've also got that are you familiar with that app which um is is a typewriter thing do you know this no hold it i thought you were gonna That's fabulous. Oh. And what can that? Can you do your text and stuff? You can do that? everything. 
This is the modern world. You often ask, does this exist anymore? But actually, you're probably the person I know who uses apps the most. You always (laughs) seem to have the latest app on the go. I I like an app. It's a trendsetter. I like um, the world in my pocket. That's what I like. Yeah. Pete from Carlisle has um, texted and he says, Hi, everyone. When I was a little boy, planes used to regularly break the sound barrier when they passed overhead. The sonic boom used to rattle the windows. Not every plane, though, Pete, was it? Not every plane. It was Concorde. It, it was the Concorde. It wasn't, yeah. Or, yeah. It wasn't just a regular plane in a strong tailwind. Well, I've been... I went on Concorde, mm. and I don't... Even there, don't remember the sound of it breaking the, the barrier, the sound barrier. Would you hear it from the inside, though? I would have thought so. You're quite You're adjacent. probably listening to your uh, Sony Walkman at the time, <laughs> weren't you? <laughs> probably had that on, like... Um, I, when was it? I remember I got to New York in three and a half hours. Wow. wow. I mean, come on! <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> it was great, but it was like, it was a bit 60s and a bit chipped round the edges and right. stuff and that. Cool. Oh, it's Very great. Cool. Come on, Concord. Don't I you miss to, that? I, yeah, I, I used Concord. to hear it booming up. We used to live in Surrey This is such a, a retro show. I miss Concord. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you miss Concord? No, but Concord <laughs> is like, it's like the new cars are not st- very stylish, you know, whereas the, the new planes, you know, they've got those rubber bumpers on them. Mm-hmm. I know that's the new cars. <laughs> but Concord looked like something from a, from a space book. It, it yeah. really did, yeah. Oh, man, and also then we were friendlier with the French then. True. We were working yeah. together. Very true. I'll leave it there. <laughs> we have to leave it there legally <laughs> at this point. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So, look, something really, really excited happened to me this week. You know, occasionally, very occasionally in life, you meet someone who you are genuinely super thrilled <laughs> to meet. Mm. Not open, not, not, not open. Not often, <laughs> but when it happens, oh man! So, and uh, especially if you know it's going to happen, so you got time, you know, to think about it. So this week I did an audio drama. Did you with Tom Baker? No way! Come <laughs> on! Oh, <man! laughs> I knew it would be Doctor Who related. I know, but Tom Baker. Wow! I was. Big I can't news. tell you. I was. Um, Oh, we we got there, and we and he was he's, he'd already arrived, and the producer said, um, "This is what he said. He said he's in the green room. He's sitting on the left. <laughs> he's right. Give us a chance, <laughs> so I could I could you know you know when people are frightened of flying, they have to visualise the whole yeah. flight before it was like that. So I could you know I I got used to which way I was going to turn when I got in. I got the hand ready. Might have just thought that you didn't have your contact lenses in, and you might walk in and start saying hello, Tom, to just anyone in there, yeah. <laughs> or, or fall over him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, first thing, he's got the stick and stuff. Oh, oh god, if I'd fell over. Him. <laughs> <laughs> so. um... Yeah, so I was all. I had, to, you know, I braced myself. So, uh, so I walked in, and I and I tell you what I did. I played it so cool. I said, "All right, Tom, really nice to meet you." Handshake, sat down, left it. Did you? Yeah, because I didn't want to go. Well, what sound else like were you, you to, What can you say at that point? Because then it does seem a little. If you go straight out or straight off the bat with, are yeah, biggest fan ever. Well, yeah, it's. Um, it's. Uh, it was a sort of. I was a sort of because I knew I was going to be with him for four or five hours. Oh, so I. It was a sort safe. of s- slow release fanboy. Uh-huh. So it it it, ev- it gradually just oozed out. 
Uh-huh. So by the time we were doing the photos, I was just saying to him, look, I'll be honest, when I walked in, I just wanted to throw myself at your feet <laughs> and all that. And he was he was fine with it. Yeah. I just, oh, man. I expect he's used to it. There was one bit, because obviously I was very keen to impress, there was a bit where, because I've been coughing all week, so we were in the we we're in the studio. There's about three of us in the studio, and I'm just, <coughs> and I heard this voice. It's like a chest ward in here, <laughs> and I thought I've upset Tom. <laughs> I've brought up some terrible memory from his youth. <laughs> but he was. Uh, oh, I just can't tell you. I, at the next day, I had that glow, that warm glow, like when I've parked really well. Yeah, you yes, love that, don't I get, you? I get that, that too. That yeah, but yeah, just. Um, and he didn't disappoint you. No, a charming gentleman. I tell you, the other thing about him was we we um, we ended up as the day went on, we we talked more and more, and you know he signed my script and all that stuff, Brilliant. which he signed um, for uh, for Frank Happy Day, and then Old Tom Baker. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, but I tell you what was the most exciting thing is he still really really good at it. Oh, that's hearing good. him do it. He's still brilliant at it and that was what really was more exciting than anything there's a but bit of me that wonders got it. there's a bit of me wonders what age he was when he started to put old in front of his signature mm. well look, maybe he's never done it before oh maybe you that's think the first you're the uh, you're the moment he became old yeah maybe he didn't want me to sell it on ebay as some one that i'd got when he was um, uh, in the show no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um i told i said you'll never i'll never put this on ebay I said, although of course it might be when I die that my, you know, my family, if they're in, if they're yeah. in uh, dire straits, they might put it. It's good you were honest with I him. can't speak for them. I went through all the possible events. Good you were honest with it. <laughs> but ah, oh, I, I, it was. I know people think it's a bit naff getting starstruck, but you know what they can do? Mm-hmm. They can. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So what about you guys? You ever, ever had that experience when you're just so excited? Really starstruck. Mm. Well, you had Tom Baker. Um, for me, it was Terry Butcher. So it's basically people's initials <laughs> TB. But, butcher the Baker. Was it, I'm Tanya, was it that, Tanya Breyer with you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that Zoe was a candlestick maker. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, uh, I do remember... Meeting. Can I say I'm sorry? I hadn't picked up on the butcher bake. Oh, thing. it's all right. I, no, I, 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 I didn't just let you down. So, I let I let the listeners down. So many jokes get thrown away. That's part of it. I uh, I do remember as a kid meeting Jeff Capes at um, some event where he'd like pulled a truck or a car or something. And uh, oh yeah, he wasn't fussy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but that like that was quite impressive, and I remember feeling like really tiny when I shook his hand. And, but were like, you genuinely excited to meet Jeff Capes? Yeah, I remember it. Brilliant. I remember being impressed. For our younger listeners, Jeff Capes was uh, he was a shot pot mm-hmm. person who then went on to be a regular in the World's Strongest Man. Yeah. Oh, I love World's Strongest Man. Yeah. I love that show it's so great. much. Christmas, isn't it? Every Christmas it's on Good. comes from Reykjavik and there's always somebody bleeding out of their nose. Yeah, why does it always <laughs> come from Reykjavik? Just because they're big there. I They've got nothing else to do. They've got a lot of marbles to move. Yeah. A lot of stone marbles. Yeah, I suppose they are. And why, do, why is it whenever I see the nominations for radio awards that people who run breakfast shows are always called Barbie and Jojo? <laughs> <laughs> or... Um, Benzo and Steve. <laughs> I don't know how Why to answer that? that question. Why is that? 
Is that a separate text in that you want to run on eight twelve fifteen? Melvin and Wahoogie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why why didn't you just get people? I like some call? of their early stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Wahoogie was I like preferred on on her own. <laughs> <laughs> See, I decided at the end to then just like that. Like that. Yeah. Out, so yeah. Jeff Capes, that's a yeah, great I one. I don't, I don't find myself getting starstruck as an adult very often. Well, yeah, I, you've I, worked I, with them all, so I'm surprised that you get it. Well, I'm, it's, I'm not because it's, it's a Doctor Who thing. But you're, you're, you're. I don't think it's the wrong way. You're not a man who's overly impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm really not. Generally, I would love to see Ellen just shaking with an autograph. Yeah, yeah. Please. No, I, I can't well, imagine Alan being that yeah. impressed by anything. Yeah, I'm not. I don't find it very easy to get starstruck, I must admit. And I, I... Not just starstruck, I mean anything. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I've, 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 what can I tell you? Now, I wish I was pe- more oomph. I think some people think starstruckness is a bit pathetic, but if it happens, it happens. It happened to me yeah. properly this year. Um, last year now, actually. Last year, within the last 12 months. I am. Um, I was a massive Human League fan as a kid. Oh, I yeah. mean, huge. Phil Loki was my. I would say pretty much my only man crush as I was growing up. I had a massive poster of him with his lobsided haircut. And oh, his, I loved his. Yeah. I loved, he had hair that rode side saddle. His side saddle <laughs> hair. And I got to meet him last summer, and I was properly cool. starstruck. And I had records for him to sign, and I was twelve again. Like that. Did he, did he, did he, he sign signed all the stuff? Them. He signed my stuff. I was he didn't so sign them old Phil. He didn't did sign them old Phil. <laughs> <Ball> Phil. <laughs> <laughs> he still looks good, though, okay? He looks great. The hair's <laughs> gone, but... No, well, the he, hair's gone. He looks great, and he was very charming. He couldn't have... St- I mean, if his hair had stayed and was white, I think that would look... <laughs> It looked like a fabulous... You know how sometimes snow only hits one side of a house? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It would look like that. If only he'd gone for that. But, you know, I, I suppose God has decided. As he so often does. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Uh, this is the breakfast show with Martin and Labooby. <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. It's, uh, this is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan Cochran. And this morning, the fabulous Zoe Lyons is with us. Morning. You can uh, text our show on 812.15, follow our show at Frank on the Radio, email our show via the Absolute Radio website. Very professionally put together, that. Mm. Well, it says the show on there, but I thought, let's let's just point out the fact we're a team. Okay, nice. It's my kind of, uh, it's my philosophy of life. Um, in the news this week, uh, celebrity baker, not Tom Baker, different baker, the judge, Paul Colin Hollywood. Tom Baker, Colin <laughs> Tom Baker. Work with them all I'll now. Paul, Paul Hollywood, you literally yeah. work with them all now. Um... Yeah, uh, Paul Hollywood has said... I don't know if this is a joke. I think he might be just teasing the press. He said that his son uh, made a quiche in his food tech class and got a low mark for it, and Paul Hollywood, as his dad, sent an angry note saying... Um, and I can quote... Uh, he said... You're going to quote the note? <laughs> he said, yeah, I'm going to quote the note. <laughs> How dare you give my son such a low mark? His quiche was worth at least a nine out of ten. That's the kind of parent he is. He's uh, he's defending Josh, his boy. Okay. I suppose he would know. He's surely mm. he can. Jo- can I ask a question here? A technical question. 
Yeah. This is, I think this, again, might be going into, this is how things used to be. <laughs> <laughs> but it, for me, I remember the sort of, the rise of the, the quiche. Mm. Do you? Into, into that the, sounds more like into the, Brit- the British consciousness. Mm. And it was always called quiche Lorraine. Mm-hmm. That's but a specific sort of is quiche. It? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think okay. it has is it cheese and ham. It's got yes, ham or bacony bits on it, right. isn't it? Yes. And everyone said, "Oh, I had, I had, I had one of those quiche Lorraines." And mm. that, so, so what happened is that quiche is broadened out in this. Yeah, country. now it's, it's gone first all Lorraine arrived first. You know, when people send over the breadwinner and they get some money, get a, get a place exactly. to live, and then the rest of the family arrive. I exactly. suppose Lorraine was the, yeah. the pioneer of yeah. the. Well, not so much a pie, pie. Oh, more of a flanner <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, so, so they're not all quiche Lorraines. Not all quiches are Lorraines. And do they all have girls' names? No. I don't think so anymore. No. I think, fa- in fact, I, I think... They might be like Storms. Or sadly, I think they've gone a bit more literal now. So, like, you could get cheese and onion quiche. So, so there must... Quiche Lorraine, if, if, as you say, that's a type, there must be other. You must be able to get a quiche. It would be nice if... Yeah. Quiche Mahal. <laughs> quiche <laughs> Quiche Susan. Yes. Yeah. Quiche Barney and Bendy. Yeah, exactly. That's on the Quiche Breakfast show. Yeah, that would have um that would have egg and uh sausage in there. Because yes. it's a breakfast show. Or maybe bits of toast. I don't know. I'm never sure about quiche. I think I like it. Then I get halfway through and I go, Don't like it. Don't like it. I don't know if I've really ever found my quiche. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Hollywood um, also I like says... I like it. Paul Hollywood also says, of Josh, his son, who's 14, he says, Josh knows how to make a loaf of bread, which is much more complicated than whipping up a Victoria sponge. But we're talking about quiche. Yeah, why no, he's got confused there. He's confused, he's baking products. I don't like any bit of that sentence. I don't like the sound of Josh. I don't like the sound of the loaf of bread. I don't like the sound I don't of Josh. You can't say that about him. Why not? A loaf of bread. He's 14 just, and he can make a loaf of bread. Well, What's wrong with the ingredients into one of those machines that you buy and then exactly. never use. My kids can yeah. eat a loaf of bread, but they can't make a loaf it's of bread. It's great that he made a loaf of bread. Is it? So when the kid... Nick's a loaf of bread in Lembizorable, you think he's a hero. You yes. make a loaf of bread, you think he's a scoundrel. Yes, What exactly. happened? What broken Britain? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, well, I think it's, I made a loaf of bread once and it was a tremendous success. In the oven Good or story, with bro. the machine? No, no, in the, in the oven. Oh, OK. I made, um, I'm, on the same day, this is my only ever baking day, on the same day, um, apart from one terrible Jamie Oliver experiment, I uh, I made a fabulous lemon meringue pie. Oh, now that is oh. my favourite. And That's was, my proper favourite. It looked like if Phil Oakey had had a, an afro after his hair had gone white. I mean, <laughs> on top of it, it was this fluffy white, beautiful. And that's your history of baking. Just when you get two it that, goes at it, when you, you get it that good first time, you think I'll leave it alone now because anything else is only going to spoil the dream. Like your meringues, you had peaked. But I think it's... Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, don't get meringue as well, was what Chrissy Hines said to me as I was yeah. leaving the house. <laughs> don't get meringue. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 601 has texted, a Wikipedia fact, Quiche Lorraine is named after the region Lorraine in France. I don't know if that means that they've checked it on Wikipedia or they mean this is the kind of thing people know from Wikipedia. Yeah, I think that's um, good, but I 
That would suggest to me that other quiches are probably named after other regions, but mm. we never hear we never hear of it. I was wondering that the other day as I mm. ate my uh, Cypriot quiche. Is there no. such a thing? <laughs> Not at all. I imagine they're all French, but you know, there's. Um, I mean, what about Alsace? Normally twinned with Lorraine. Is it? Yeah, Alsace Lorraine. But you never hear of a quiche Alsace. Quiche Alsace. No. Quiche, quiche Alsace. You never get a quiche. Possibly because you know, it's quite quiche, difficult to say. Mm. Quiche, quiche burgundy Alsace. or anything like that. Quiche burgundy. So I, I went to school with her. Quiche bourguignon. Okay. Hmm? I um, I went up to my son's school because he came home with um, orange juice in his hair. Mm-hmm. I mean, quite a lot. <laughs> right. With, as if someone had tipped um, a bowl of orange juice. Of, I'm thinking oh, bowl rather than a tumbler. Uh-huh. So I I went up to collect him and said to the teacher, um, what, what was he came home yesterday with a lot of orange juice in his hair? And there's, there's, three, there's two teachers, there's a, a teacher and two um, support. assistants. Yeah, and they're really not. I mean really nice, but they all looked... You know those scenes in a, in Amahara when when uh, Peter Cushing goes into a pub and says, "Does this mean anything to you?" And holds <laughs> up a piece of paper with a pentagram on it, <laughs> and uh, and they all go, "I I I never said that before in my life." <laughs> and then the the the, the, um, the the barmaid might say, "But I I think Susan, I think you got working down in the cellar." It was all a bit like that, and um, that. I never really got to the bottom of what had happened. And then they said, oh, I think there was some sort of... Um, and then and then they trailed off. And in the end, it became oh, too dear. awkward to push it too yeah. far. Cause it wasn't a dangerous thing. But, no, it's fine. But there was... I still... It still hangs over me, the orange juice mm. mystery. At least his teeth won't be rotting with it. No. No, just just his hair. Yeah. <laughs> He's ginger as well. I mean, I don't know if they were topping him up. <laughs> Do you think that's what it was? Do you think it was sort of banter, childish, like, oh, well, I'll, I hope I'll make it was hair orange. And the other... I'm going to fess up to this now because, I mean, this is where parenting gets a bit borderline acceptable. I um, he, he was in a, a, a play group the other week. You go, in, the, in the holidays, you send them to this thing for three days and at uh-huh. the end of it they do a show. So he did Wizard of Oz. Oh, cool. And he was Uncle Henry. Do you remember Uncle Henry? No, no exactly. No. Well, he's, uh, well, that's my point. He right. was uh, Dorothy's um, uncle. She lived with her auntie and uncle, Dorothy. I don't know quite what had gone on there. No. Um, I don't remember any story of the parents. But anyway, somebody might know if there's any... Um, what's he called? Frank L. Baum. Wow. Is that right? Good. Who's that? What, Who wrote, wrote Wizard of Oz? Oz? Good knowledge. Was she an orphan, Dorothy? Well, she lived with her with Auntie M and um, mm. Uncle Henry. Maybe it's because she had a dog, and that was the only place that would accept them these days. Maybe. With this sort of renting system that's going on. Yeah, well, I tell you, someone who I know booked Danny Larue, <laughs> the great female impressionist, and he said he'd do this gig as long as there was, they put him in a hotel where he could take his dog with him. And then the, they cancelled. The, they got a phone call from the hotel about two weeks later saying, actually, we've changed our policy on having dogs. So they, some poor devil had to phone up Danny LaRue and tell him. And uh, he phoned up and Danny LaRue said, no dog, no Danny. <laughs> <laughs> and then that was it. That was the end. Anyway, so, um, so Boz had one line, which was, M, get Dorothy. And I said to Kath, I said, you know what, I should have took him on the first day. 
because yeah. once they saw the celebrity link, he'd <laughs> have been absolute absolute minimum scarecrow. Yeah. <laughs> and I th- the fact that I even thought that. Yeah. What's happened to me? Monstrous. What's happened to me? Eight twelve fifteen. It's this morning's texting. What's happened to me? Absolute. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Zoe Lyons is with us today. Remember her? I do, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Frank said that with eye contact at me as if I'd been ignoring you all morning. (laughs) Hi, Zoe. Who is that weirdo sat in the corner? How are you? I'm good, thanks, guys. I'm good. It's nice to be here. I've had a, um, I've had a fun-filled week. Have I've you? had a fun. Fi- I've had my fence replaced in the back garden. It made me feel very, very grown up. Well, I've had some euphemisms. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to investigate. Yeah. yeah. Well, what nice. happened to your fence? Uh, Storm Katie took the other one oh, away. Oh, I know all yeah. about Storm Katie. Yeah, you took the other one away. Storm Katie, was it a white you? picket? No, it wasn't. It nah. was a bit of old trellis actually. That was we were kind of calling a fence, trellis. but actually in reality it was a trellis. We'd sort of bigged it up. Um, and was something growing up up the trellis? Absolutely, it was smothered in jasmine, smothered yeah. in a very mature what a, jasmine. What a night, though. Yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah. A mature jasmine. A mature jasmine. No, it's, it's jasmine. Uh, forgive me for my ignorance. Is it a scented? It is well, scented. Oh, it is. Yeah. It's one of the few plants I couldn't recognise. This dawned on me this week when I've been spending a lot of time out in my garden because I was looking at the thought. Well, I know a jasmine. And I could probably point out a magnolia, but that is about it. Well, I, uh, when I um, lived in, uh, I, I grew up in uh, in, can- in a council house in the West Midlands, and we had an outdoor toilet. And one of the joys of the outdoor toilet, and there's more than one, mm. one of the joys was we had honeysuckle growing up the wall of the outside toilet. And when you went out at night to use the toilet, before the ordeal of the mm. actual toilet itself, was this beautiful smell of honeysuckle in the air. Oh, that's like nature's Febreze, isn't it? Yeah. sort of... <laughs> nice story. It's like, it's like nature saying, we'll give you a bit of this. It's like, you know, when people have, um, when they when they have a tequila, they have a bit of something. What did they have, lemon before, yeah. is it? Lime. Or is it, or is it salt it before? lemon and salt. salt. Salt, shoot, lime. Salt, shoot, lime. Yeah. Lime? Shoot. Lime. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it was the salt, and then I'd go into the uh, toilet <laughs> the and shoot. And, shoot. <laughs> uh-huh. and then, um, actually, we didn't have any lime. I don't think we knew, <laughs> if we knew what lime was. <laughs> we might have had quick lime. Quick which is, lime. Which is stuff was good, good for getting rid of, um, well, murder victims. Mm. Is what I think it was popular with when I was young. But not in our house. No. One thing about our family... Never done any murders. But you say what <laughs> you like about it. Say what you like about our family. We didn't do any murders. That's good. But it's been dawning me as I've been stood in my garden looking at my fence. It's been dawning. It's been dawning. I've been dawned upon. How is dawn? You're this right. This is great. <laughs> 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 that I don't because um, I get a couple of birdies in the garden. Oh, feathered yeah. variety <laughs> and uh, yeah, feathered variety. And, Let me uh, guess. Sparrows and starlings. Well, that's the thing, Frank. I couldn't actually tell you, unless it's a robin. Or a blue tit. Yes. I'm none the wiser. Uh-huh. So I... You must get seagulls in your garden. I you? know a seagull. Yes. I know a seagull. Thrush? Not for no, a while. No. <laughs> steady on, steady on. She always, she always sits like that. <laughs> no. I mean, I had to throw it up once no, I thought good of on it, you. didn't I? Good I, on you. You know. <laughs> no, um... But I feel bad that I can't identify more than maybe five birds. C- are you, uh, can you still get I spy books? Because they were spy brilliant. Books. 
Yeah. I spy books. I spy books so you get British birds. And yeah. what you do is when you spot one, you tick it off and some oh. of them score higher than others. And it was very, very good for that. Yeah. Because you're right, I feel like that about trees. Yes. Because I love trees. I have tree hugged. You do love trees, don't you? But I, I'm not a person that can go, oh, beech, alder, mm-hmm. um, an oak. ash. I could, t- I could identify oak. an oak, probably. Acorn. No, not an acorn. No. What's acorn the other one? tree? An acorn tree. <laughs> call it an oak. <laughs> yeah. I think they are. We'll leave it there, Zoe, I think. (laughs) (laughs) The acorn tree. Christmas, I can do those. Christmas trees. Christmas Christmas tree. Family. Magic tree. (laughs) Magic tree. (laughs) Magic tree. Magic tree. Do you know, I went went in a a, a minicab the other day, and the bloke uh, not only had a magic tree, but his old magic trees, you know when they lose their scent, he had like a clump of about oh. 20 of them. He couldn't oh. throw Chlorine, them away. Chlorine, isn't it, to the back of the throat? Like a forest. Chlorine, yeah. No, but these, they'd lost all their scent, these ones. They don't ever really fade completely. There's always like, that. That's what he's banking on, with 20 it, it of them It just made me think of the way we've destroyed the rainforests. <laughs> <laughs> so how these things come to you. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. We've uh, just had a text. We'll come back to Zoe's uh, bird spotting in the garden momentarily, I'm sure. Hi, Frank and team. On the subject of quiche Lorraine, what about Dundee cake and chicken Kiev? Maybe it was a race, and once a food had used the name of its city slash region, no other similar food was allowed to do that. In years to come, we might be discovering culinary masterpieces locked away in freezers, abandoned projects that the creators just gave up on. Culinary? Culinary. Culinary. <laughs> Culinary. <laughs> to be honest, they've spelt it wrong, and as I said it, I had to rejig their writing a bit. I like it. Culinary. It's very fashionable food. All right, Paul Hollywood. Culinary. Eccles cakes. Is that what we'd say? Another one? Because I have a bit of a guilt thing about Paul Hollywood, because he started doing shows on his own now. Oh. With, you know, I thought of him as Mary Berry as, as a very much a double actor, mm. but he's doing, like, Paul Hollywood this... And on his Radio 2 show, he asked for um, any artists that people would like to hear him play. And I texted in Chuck Berry. And I wonder if he's oh. misread it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're... Um, uh, I've got a lovely tweet in from Robert Ratcliffe. Who's actually Robert tweet- Ratcliffe? Was Robert Ratcliffe. Butch Cassidy and the yeah. Sundance Kid. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, he's tweeted in a picture of um, an I Spy book. Oh. Yes, you can still get them. It's In the Night Sky. Which, um, I spy in the night sky. On the front cover of the book, it's just got a picture of the moon, so I'm guessing it's a fairly basic well, no, interpretation that'll be, that'll be of the night sky. Well, that'll be a low score. Yeah. <coughs> but there'll be, big, there'll, big be, in the sky. there'll be other things like um, Alpha Centauri, which will score mm. much higher. Yeah, you'll get Ganymede's got to be 20. Mm. We discussed in the past, um, I think it was <coughs> when something happened in the sky... Um, something happened in the yeah, sky. Yeah, it might have been an eclipse or something. <laughs> oh, and there yeah, was all these photographs of places in the middle of the night. And I mooted the idea that the moon is the original photo bomber. It's in <laughs> loads of <laughs> backgrounds of photos. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if it's in that book. Yeah, just lurking. I remember that conversation. I think that was when I arrived at the theory that the moon and the sun are the most famous job share. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so... Sums uh, on more money, though, isn't he? So are yeah. you, um... Well, it's hotter work. Yeah. So, uh, and then, of course... There's, Longer uh, hours photo- in the summer. Photosynthesis as yeah. well. That takes it out of you. But I was... T- I've, I have actually got a fish identification. Whereas the moon, just a bit of mental illness <laughs> occasionally. 
And Bang. that's it. Mo- moves the odd wave. <laughs> Apart from that, just pulls a stupid face. Mm. Um, sorry. You've sorry. got fish ID, is that what you no, were saying? No, because I thought, well, got fish so in, my, in my attempt to get closer to nature and to be able to identify more of it, I mm. bought myself a fish identification book that I keep in my loo. And I try and it's learn. A bit optimistic. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you open, you'll see some going past. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got a glass eye. I try and learn. Down a, there. I try and learn a fish a visit. Do you? That's, yeah. But that's I. I respect you for that. People should do that more. They're not British fish because they're a bit dull. Um, it's the it's fish of the Caribbean, Bahamas, and South Florida. Because uh, it's just a bit more exciting. Will you ever see those fish? In, I don't know. In, in the flesh, scuba. Honest, really. scuba. But dive. I learned a lovely thing right the other day on one of my visits. Um, there's an orange spotted goby, which is a tiny little fish with very little to identify it. But it, it hooks what about up. those orange spots? It's got the orange spots, but other than that, it's really just a sort of sausage with eyes underwater. Yeah. But it hooks up with a blind, with a blind snapping shrimp, and they live together. Oh. Does, it nice. lead, does it lead the, br- the blind snapping shrimp around? Blind snapping shrimp sounds like a New Orleans band, doesn't it? Yeah. That's about it. No, the blind snapping shrimp builds them both a little home, and the orange spotted goby um, protects them both. Isn't that nice? I love that story. (laughs) (laughs) That is nice. Nature wonderful. So now you know, how many fish can you identify now from uh, the Caribbean? From the Caribbean, Bahamas and South Florida? Yeah. Probably a good 20. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's as if the scales have fallen away from your (laughs) eyes. From my eyes. (laughs) That's great. I'm going to have something in the toilet that helps me to identify things. (laughs) I'm, I really worry about where this is going. Is there, is there a staff booklet for Absolute? <laughs> Absolute. Absolute. Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've, uh, we've had some, I think, useful information, and you know we like to read out useful information if we mm. ever get any. Good morning, Frank. Life. Is it a life hack? I don't think it, might, <laughs> I don't think it quite qualifies as okay. a life hack. I'll okay. proceed and see if you think it is. Good morning, Frank and Co. You can get I Spy books at most large garden centre shops, brackets, not plant nurseries. No. Those brackets. And National Trust places. Good show, Julie in Cambridge. <laughs> oh, I love the National Trust. We don't read out price. I know, but I just <laughs> felt well, like... she might have been saying, good show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the fact that you can get them in those. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I love the National Trust. Well, I'm, I work at the National Trust quite a bit. What do you do for the National Trust? I do. Well, I do a show on um, Sky called a landscape artist of the year uh, and we and we film at national trust property so i'll pick up some my spy books when i'm on the road yeah why not one day i'm going to work for the national trust or volunteer just stand in the corner of a large manor house just wearing a tweed jacket with leather elbow patches and a soft brogue i can dream yeah i think I, they, they have a, a heavy it's pretty much uh, what frank does <laughs> yeah got a soft brogue and a, and a jacket haven't you i have a heavy if i may re- can i repeat an anecdote I, I was I was on a tour at a national pros, trust property, and the person was telling us about all the famous people who lived in the house. And I said, and, and Henry the First and Henry the Second, um, this is their house, isn't it? And the guy looked really. <laughs> and then I pointed. There was two Henry Hoovers <laughs> peeping out of a <laughs> a room at the back. I was very pleased with it. <laughs> so pleased I've told it again. When it's spring again. So carry on. What else has happened? I'm interested. So when I, so he lives in Brighton, I should say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nice end of Brighton. Well, that's why, why she get hell. Herve, actually. Herve. If you were confused that she gets seagulls in her garden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I once had a seagull steal food from my barbecue in the garden. 
landed on a lit me. barbecue. What? I know, and made off with a lamb chop. Unbelievable. Really, made off with a lamb chop. And that must have been a hot lamb chop. It was a hot lamb chop. I mean, a beak looks fairly durable. I wonder if you can still, if you can burn a beak the way we can burn no, a No, man, it's beak, it's paw, it's paws. <laughs> it's paws. <laughs> well, well, it, she's not an animal expert. <laughs> no, she hasn't admitted as much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His, his bird paws were on the barbecue. Yeah. So, there you go. So we, we, lost, we lost a lamb chop, gained a drumstick, so, you know, <laughs> that's nature. So it took it in its webbed feet? No, no, it landed with its webbed feet on the barbecue. Yes. And then in that sort of two seconds it was there, stole a lump of beak. But right, that, a, was a beak. that was in its beak. That was in its beak. But you know those plastic confusing mm. barbecue stroke seagull mm. anecdote I've ever heard in my life. Ever. Yeah. You know those plasticky um, oven gloves that you can get? Plasticky oven gloves. Oh, yes, oven. I they're like those. Of, like they're, yeah. they're like high-end Like they should plastic. be on the Muppet show. Yeah, Marigold. Yes. exactly. No, 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 for an oven glove. Like, not a cloth one that doesn't work. They do plastic ones now that are really, like, they're the If you job. stuck two eyes on them, they would be a basic character from the Muppet show. Yeah. But that's true of every glove. No, not true. every glove. These have a real sort of anyway. aesthetic thing I've about I've got them. an orphan glove, which I um, had made, which is... <laughs> it looks like a boxing glove. And you know the Everlast thing? Yes. In, in the style of Everlast, you know, broad at the end, going thin in the middle and then coming out broad again, it's got um, Skinner written on it. That oh. is thin. It is <laughs> Did you it use it vain. the one time that you baked something? No, I use it all the time. <laughs> For what? For taking hot stuff out of the oven. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that I, makes sense, right? Really. I, I thought, that, I that, thought that would sense. be okay with an oven glove. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's, it's. I mean, vanity can manifest itself in many forms, but the oven glove is at least <laughs> it's fairly inventive. It's a few down from a private reg on your car, I suppose. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. The sound I miss is the one of foil milk bottle tops in a bag, like when you had to collect them for oh, school. Oh, yeah. Where do they all go <laughs> to? You, straight in with having a go at recreating <laughs> the sound, I'm, right? I'm an have-a-go kind of a guy. Absolutely no bashfulness about it. <laughs> Just straight in for yeah. the recreation. I've come for me, uh, I've come for me guide dog. <laughs> Aren't you normally thing? led by an orange spot goby? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm out on my own today. <laughs> I built the house. He's 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 having a basque. And, basque. Um, yes, <laughs> not a basque. There's a Spanish diving expedition. <laughs> I've come for me guide dog. <laughs> Got me tops. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Well, well. Uh, what do they ever exchange bottle tops for? I don't know. Guide dogs. You, is that? But how do you get? What's that currency? What was it? What, yeah. 100,000 tops for a dog? I must there have were different times. Right? I, th I, different think re times. I think recycling still existed then. So I think you could... Um, I think that it actually um, made silver. Well, right. Big lumps of silver. Silvery jewellery. Which yeah. were then um, um, melted down and... and made into guide dogs. ...sold, oh. and then the money was spent on Labradors. Um... <laughs> There may be other guide dogs. I think of Labradors as monopolising the, the guide I think dog market. Do. I think they've probably got the right temperament for it. Yeah. There must be other guide yeah. dogs. A lot of people have texted and tweeted saying that they miss rag and bone men and scrap men. Oh, and oh, old yeah. iron. We used to have about when old ring and old rhinos. Give an old dawn, I think you're better, Iners. 
Was that the modem again? What's the pussy? That's what he used to shout. My goodness. I think it was a stream of consciousness, Rag and Bone Man. does all of them. It's like that guy off Police Academies here, isn't it? That's all the sound effect. Oh, that'd be, um... What? Where are you? <laughs> right, Tom. <laughs> Getting volatile. You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8 a.m. on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the Southeast on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Um, this oh is um, uh, <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with. Um, <laughs> Zoe Lyons and Alan Cochran. Uh, you can text uh, our show on 8.12.15, follow our show on 8. <laughs> you can't follow it on 8. Is he still there? You can follow it he drifts on sometimes. Twitter, at Frank on the radio. You can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. You'll be thinking about Tom Baker. That's what, it, that's, that's what happened there. Just when he has his little drifts ah, off. Ah, thinking Tom Baker, <laughs> thinking Tom Baker... Fan Bill, I was, um, <laughs> when I went down to do my uh, audio drama with uh, Tom Baker, the fourth doctor, mm-hmm. I, um, which is probably a secret, it's just occurred to me. <laughs> Whoops. But anyway, um, I went to, um, Wads, Wads, Wadsworth, is it called? Wadsworth. No, not Wadsworth. Wadsworth? Wadsworth. Is that where rich people go? Wadsworth. <laughs> I'm not sure it's called, uh, yes. Wads of cash. Where Wadsworth even less than they are in the real world. <laughs> yeah. some, it began with W. I went there. And uh, first of all, it was, early, it was early in the morning, but um, I was getting the train from, I think, Platform 5. I didn't realise it mattered which block of machines you go to when you put your ticket in to get in, which oh, turnstile. So I went in through the turnstile and then realised I couldn't get to Platform 5. What, what, tra- what train platform was it? What train station? Narnia. Yeah. It gets yeah, his trains from... Uh, now you've got me. Yeah. What? St Pancras. No, it was Charing Cross. Oh, yeah. Oh. So I got through and then I couldn't get to the right platform. So then I had to ask a man if I could go back through, which no. he did, as if he was doing me the biggest favour in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to the right bit and then the ticket didn't work so I'd obviously used my entrance. Mm. So I felt, then I felt like a scammer. Mm. Uh-huh. Like a right scammer, and then I had to call the man over, and he was busy. Oh, it was like a real nightmare. Then I got on the train, and um, I was settled on the train. I, I went to standard class. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> and With all um, your money. <laughs> yeah. It was almost like an act of open defiance. Mm. And then um, an announcement went up to say, uh, and I've heard this before, but. I think, to say that the last four coaches would be remaining in, um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> in was in it? one place. <laughs> I can't remember One of the stops. Here. Where was it? Where's the place that Handel criticised? You're going to have to narrow it down. Now Han- Handel yeah, said yeah, something like, um, Dam and Blast, and it's two names... Milton you know, Keynes. Handel, yeah. I don't think Milton Keynes no, existed when <laughs> Handel was... Uh... <laughs> no. He famously riled against Milton Keynes. Did he? Oh, what yeah. was he called? Yeah. Oh, where did he? Wrote a symphony about... Bogner um... Regis. No, it wasn't Milton Keynes. 
Um, did he play the ball, Handle? Yeah. <laughs> Handle on the ball? That's more of a mug, <laughs> surely. Um, what's it's a very famous, um, come on, help me out, I was only there this I week. I don't know where you were Hi, going. Wickham. Hi, no, Wickham, two Handel's places. associated with it. Handle said Handel. something like damn and blast, ee-ee-ee. Handle? You expect us to know Handle quotes? Well, you know. Where is he? Where's Handle from? Tombridge Wells. Oh, Lord. <coughs> that's where oh, it, Lord. Handle wasn't from Tombridge Wells. <laughs> um, wow. anyway. So, uh, it was Tombridge Wells. Damon so. Blast Tombridge Wells? He wasn't a poet, was he? <laughs> Yeah, he could have said, Hell's Bells, Tombridge Wells. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have done. Um, I'll tell you what smells, Tombridge Wells. <laughs> that would have been, if he'd have said that. <laughs> that would have worked, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, too late now, of course. No longer yeah. with us. Yeah. I know there'll be people who've never heard of him before, but now, now I've polished him off. Well, now they've got a handle on him, though. <laughs> handle Very. on handle. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. Um... <laughs> anyway, so the, the idea was that the last four coaches remain in Tombridge Wells, mm. and then I went on to um, a place beginning with W. <laughs> um, <laughs> after that, and I, I suddenly realised that uh, it, had, it wasn't really—they didn't push it. You know what I mean? It was, it was announced <laughs> once. <laughs> Did you? It didn't, didn't they? Didn't push it? It was Diesel. <laughs> um, but I suddenly thought, I don't. Am I in the last four coaches? And then, um, I, I had no, how do you, how do you know that? When you get on a train, you know, say, oh, I'll, well, maybe I'll do the third coach. Yeah, because what they'll do is they'll go, the last four coaches remained in Tombridge Wells, Hells Bells, yeah. Tombridge Wells, and then yeah. they'll go, this is coach number, and then you no, go, they, never, they never even did that, Nothing, though. nothing at all. No. So I had to walk down <laughs> counting the coaches. <laughs> uh, I, st- I said to one man, I said to one man, um, excuse me, um, what, do you know what which what number coach this is? And he, and he was an American. He said, um, number coach? No. <laughs> Should I know the number? <laughs> and I said, no, I don't think you should. I think the first, the last four are staying in Tunbridge Wells. He said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and so it was, and it just meant, it threw me completely. You went to Wadhurst. That's where I you did went. Go, I did go to Wadhurst. Yeah, we've had a text in saying, you went to Wadhurst! <laughs> of course I did, thanks very much. Um, so you eventually got in the right portion of the train? Um, that's from my carer. <laughs> where were they on this all-important day? Well, that's, that's, it. Where that's where I normally travel. I see, normally I'm led, and I like being <laughs> led. true, you do get led. <laughs> I do, I get led a lot, and when I'm left at my own devices, I'm in through the wrong barrier, I'm in oh. the wrong coach. You don't even know you're going to Wadhurst. I mean, imagine you're about to work with Tom Baker and you just see the rest of the train disappearing <laughs> off towards Wadhurst. <laughs> it's my idea of hell. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Well, we've uh, we've had various texts in about where you went, Frank. Um, uh, for a start, two or five said you went to Wadhurst, mm. and um, and now we've had two or three similar mobile phone mm, numbers. Just, just next door. Saying, God rot Tunbridge Wells. That's what Handel said. Oh. Not damn blast. Yes. That's quite, God. um, that's quite full on. God, God rot. rot Tunbridge Wells. Especially as he had a sort of working relationship with God, having written The Messiah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he yeah. must have known But it sounds better, to his credit, it's better than, uh, what, what did I say before? Dam and Blast. Dam and Blast. God Rot is better, isn't it? Yeah. It yeah. Is, yeah. It's got a ring to it. And uh, uh, Duncan in the car on the way to Sunbury has texted, Come friendly bombs and fall on slough. John Betjeman. 
Good one. That's a good one. Mm, yes. I mean, it's an unusual commercial radio text in its uh, famous literary zings of places, <laughs> isn't yeah. it? What about Noel Edmonds, deal or no deal? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, there was uh, W.C. Fields, when he died, better here than Philadelphia. Did he? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Jules from Upton Park has texted, then you would have gone to Stonegate, where my mum lives, if, uh, I presume if the train had separated. Oh. If it did separate and you were on the wrong section. I don't know where I did. I stopped at Frant. Did you? <laughs> I love that. So Slice names go, Frant is pretty good. I want a T-shirt that says, uh, no sleep till Frant. <laughs> <laughs> I drove through a place, um, and it was, uh, it was called Rock the other day. Ah, it's, I spelt in the, the normal way. It's in the northeast. Is it Twinwood Hard Place? I said to my wife, I wonder if... <laughs> That's um, just the other side of it. You have to drive between there. <laughs> That's what I thought. And actually, it's not that far from Newcastle, so there must be people that live in between Rock and um, Newcastle, which is a hard oh, place. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is, nice. you know, there's no doubt about that. I mean... Rock? That's when place names... That's like when you get people called Aaron... Yeah. They've just opened the baby games book and said, <laughs> yeah. that'll do. I mean, rock. And then, then it's not far from dirt and grass. <laughs> I, mean, it's, it, I mean, it's all right picking a, a sort of a, a figure of the landscape, but you've got to go a bit further than rock. Big rock. Yeah. I was, That's uh, becoming Americanised, isn't it? Big hanging rock. I've been there. Alum Rock. I've been to both those places. I picnicked at Hanging Rock. I've picnicked at Hanging Rock. I suppose rock. everyone does. Yeah, everybody they? takes wow. a sandwich and then goes, "Oh, we're still wow. here and leaves." Mm. Yeah. I was oh. on a I was on a train last week and I was sat opposite the aisle of um, of a couple that got on and I thought he was going to say the Isle of Skye. <laughs> no, no. And there was a chap there and they got a sandwich and a cup of tea and that and he opened the sandwich up and he said to her as if he was in, imparting what some sage. What age to this couple? I, older than me, but I couldn't really tell. He had tattoos and he was a bit kind of like, you know, a uh, goth guy, a bit older. Oh, OK. Mm. And he, he said to her, I hope I haven't identified them now, but they might listen, who knows? He said to her, uh, second rule of travel, eat when you can. Wow. <laughs> I was, like it. That was his rule, second rule of travel, eat when you which I agree with. I think that's a great rule, eat when you can, when you're yes. on the road. It's a great rule. Many's the time I've thought, oh, I won't have those noodles from that shop now because I'm going to eat at the gig, and then you get to the gig and they go, oh, there's food's off or whatever. Many's the time I've wished that I'd eaten yeah, when I could. Yeah, totally. It's a good rule. But it does mean that I've now spent at least eight days thinking, what's the first rule mm. of travel in oh, that guy's course. mind? What is the first rule of travel? If anyone would like get to on offer the right us train. the, uh, the Get on the right train. Is my get on the right, right the right half mine. of the right yeah. train. Know where you are in the carriage. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can have your sandwiches. But yeah, the second rule of Frank's travel. Frank's is always have a minder. First rule of travel, <laughs> always be led. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's going to nag at me now, what's the first? Yeah. I'll I realise now that why there was so much consternation that time I said uh, this is the that was the second best sex I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute, absolute Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, we've had quite a lot of response to the first rule of travel. Oh, yeah. And um, it's, uh, I think, the most elegantly put is uh, 603, who texts, first rule of travel, go before you go. You know oh, I, mean? like, I see. So don't think, actually go on the train. I think they mean a piddle. Uh, and, oh, and many I people can't have said. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. 
Many people have said first rule is to go to the toilet when you can. Um, and uh, Lee in Essex has taken a different turn. He's going, the first rule of travel is eat when you can. The second rule of travel is eat when you can. And if it's your first time travelling, you have to eat. I think he's... I think Lee's a big eater. That's uh, my, that's my vibe. Travelling in a burger van, by the sound <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> that's, that's the secret. Yeah, travelling in a burger van. Phil in Kingston says the first rule of travel is marry a woman who can carry her own weight in a rucksack. <laughs> I don't really... I don't really understand that rule. Does that mean she hovers? <laughs> I think so, yeah. No, I can see that, so you don't have to help. I'm, oh, I'm I glad, see. I'm glad to hear... Is, is it Lee? I'm glad to hear that, that... Is it Lee we're talking about? Let's send that one in. Uh, no, that one's oh, uh, Phil in Kingston. It, oh, it says especially for Mick in Bovingdon. So maybe it's maybe Mick's married a woman that can carry her own weight in a rucksack, or yeah. can't carry her own oh, weight, yeah. and Mick but has I, had to put his back out carrying his missus's bag as well. Yeah, but and I then like there's been that a terrible divorce. Maybe I don't know. They haven't considered uh, luggage on wheels. I respect them for that. I mm. I respect people that issue the wheelie luggage. Paul Bartholomew has tweeted: uh, the first rule of travel is nobody talks about travel. That's very good, but undermines this topic somewhat. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's speech radio, yeah. It's You're right. Like when when, when men talk club, about roots, club. you know, we talk about roots. You say, oh, yeah, I just... They say, how'd you get here? And you say, well, I went up the A4. Oh, he's already got the A40. <laughs> you want to go A13, 312, and then cut across and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Oh. I was caught on a traffic jam on the uh, M25 this week at midnight. Oh. Midnight. midnight, midnight, at One midnight. One more night without sleeping. Midnight. That's not acceptable, is it? Not no. acceptable. And I did that stupid thing where you can see they're indicating that it's all going to go down to one lane. Mm -hmm. And I'm such a stickler for the rule. I pulled in way too soon. And oh, then I yeah. sat there in the lane that wasn't going anywhere, just watching all of these people who were just far freer in their lives and don't adhere to no, rules, just going down the... What annoys me is when that happens and... People let them in, then right next to the barriers. Yeah. No, but you've got... I never let them in. Don't they you? can stay there forever. I've had people <laughs> drive so close to my car. I'm thinking the, the the things going off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I thought, I'm not letting you in. You, you've you've deliberately thought these mugs sitting in the yeah. queue. I'm going straight down, and I'm going to sneak in. I'm glad you said that because I thought I'd let myself down. I thought I was being no, not much of a man. You. I did it once accidentally. I, I wasn't paying attention, and then I found myself. Mm. So the queue, and I couldn't get into the queue. And I spotted a Jesus Army van. Oh. <laughs> and I knew they'd let me in, and sure enough, they did. <laughs> God bless them if they're listening. They all had that um, slightly terrifying smile that some... Uh, yeah. I wonder if they then went, have you ever let Jesus into your life? And they went, no, but we did let Frank Skinner <laughs> in. We let Frank Skinner into a motorway queue. Yeah. <laughs> the Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. We've got some exciting uh, show business news for you, Frank. I, don't know. I love, I love show business I, news I in hope, all its manifestations. I hope I haven't overstated it, but newsflash, uh, you were a bit late to the party on this, but Broadchurch have announced that it's coming back for a third series. There's going to be more. Well, it's good to know I'll have something to watch in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> You've only just got in on series one and two, didn't yes, you? Yes, I should say so. I, 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 yes, I watched Broadchurch about three weeks ago. I've um, never seen it, Frank, so... You've never seen I've it either? I've never seen well, it. Well, you're even later than me. I'm later to well, the Well, I party. still haven't seen Kez, or yeah. Kes, depending on how you're saying it. Some people say... And I've been You've got to say Kes. Well, 
You say that. Before. He says cares in the film. Does that's, he? That's the that's the end of that oh, conversation. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Not too much to say that he says cares. Someone lent me the DVD about four weeks ago and I still haven't got round to watching it. It's a time commitment, isn't it? Um. <laughs> also, can I say, I know this is a big announcement, but at the end, and I'm not going to give any spoilers here, this is at, at the end of um, Broadchurch 2. 2, yeah. It, there's a caption that says Broadchurch will return, which I took, I took as a... A clue, Yeah, perhaps. a clue that it yeah. might come back. I totally missed that. You were probably in tears. We all were, dear. No, I doubt it. Not after season no. two. I think most people after season two were totting, weren't they? As the credits right. I wasn't. But, uh, Skippy. Not you. Skippy was certainly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's got a it's got a, a cast announcement as well that um, Coronation Street's Julie Hesman. I can't say. Hesman Dalsh. So. Is that right? Yes. I've met her. She was really nice. Oh, I've met her. She is lovely. I um, sang with her. She nice. sang "Man, I Feel Like a Woman," uh-huh. and you, I don't know if you know the um, the uh, the original that sort of Robert Wyatt uh-huh. thing with beautiful women in sort of tops. Mm. Do you know that? Do you know that? Was it Robert Wyatt? Was it? It wasn't Robert Wyatt. Oh, What's he Ro- called? Rob- Robert Palmer. Yes. Yes. With the beautiful women behind. Um, the lights are on. Are they? Ditch it to love. There yes. you go. We, we parodied <laughs> that, except the two. So Julie was up front and doing the singing, and uh, it was me and Richard Wilson (laughs) from One Foot in the Grave. Worked with them all. Told you, worked with them all. No, she's great, um, Julie Hesman. Can I just say, I know I've already quoted one of my own remarks this morning. But a joke, a joke of mine. Don't I was see why very, that makes it different from any other week. Yeah, but a joke <laughs> I was very pleased with. Maybe we should go on to this. Is what's your favourite joke of yours? <laughs> um, Again, <clears throat> I think that's every week, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> go on. Um, I, um, if you remember that she got um, married in, uh, it was, she was quite a big story in Coronation Street yeah. because she was um, trans transgender. She right. she'd been a, a man previously, oh, yeah. and she became yeah. um, Haley. Uh-huh. And then she married Roy Cropper, so Roy Cropper was was marrying a, a transsexual, which is quite a big story for Coronation Street. Yes. Although I remember someone pointed out, I think in the Guardian, that the, that the Weatherfield Chronicle turned up because a transgender person was getting married. But they should have been more interested in the fact that seven of the women in the congregation had husbands who died violent deaths. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Well, I said, so she played Hayley, and, what, and here was the joke. So I said, yeah, so Hayley um, so was formerly a man, but now, as they say in Ethiopia, Hayley's a lassie. <laughs> Which I was, <laughs> I was really pleased with. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, yes, we were talking about... The return of uh, Broadchurch. Yeah, you you loved it, so you're probably pretty excited, aren't you? I, I shall be definitely watching it. I'm not oh. one of the cynics who didn't like the second series. See, I'm still none the wiser. I didn't like the second series, not because I'm a cynic, but just it's not as good as the first, I thought. Well, that's all, that's of course, that's all a matter of opinion. Is yeah. it, would In you describe opinion. it as a gritty British drama? Yeah. Talk to me like it's I'm... Gritty? Br- it's gritty? I call it a gritty, a, a britty drama. Britty drama. Yeah. <laughs> or Grittish. Yeah. It's quite gritish, yes. Okay. You're quite gittish, aren't you? That's I'm quite gittish. <laughs> I wasn't in it. See, the only one I've committed to recently was The Bridge, the second series of The Bridge, and I quite like that. Um, 
and I quite I like don't that. Even know what, what is that? I do so much travelling that I'm Scandi. not going to watch some of Scandi, dark drama. Ah, uh, Scandi. I love yeah, it. They are uh, good at that. Yeah. Uh, it's all big jumpers and all that. Big jumpers and a nice that. Porsche 911. Is that I right? I thoroughly enjoyed it. Well, I would right. recommend... I mean, Broadchurch is on box sets on the telly. You know, <laughs> you know, you can go to box sets on catch-up. Can you? Can yeah. you? I would recommend it strongly. That's, that's amazing. Uh, there's something for everybody. It's a very broad... <coughs> well, anyway, yes. I see, yeah, I see what you've done there. It's hey, good. I've been the victim of... Um, of TV gossip this week, in a way. I've been in showbiz gossip news. Oh, yes, you have, you have. Hurrah! I'll tell you what's happened, Frank. I, uh... Hold on, hold on. Don't do anything for a second. Okay. There's got to be... Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I auditioned for and got a part... And I'll, I'll be honest, it's a very minor role. I think I'm in two and a half scenes, maybe. Maybe three. Spit it out. I'm doing a day on Coronation Street. Yes. Right? One day. <laughs> <laughs> As an actor, I'm doing a day on Coronation oh, yeah. Street, right? <clears throat> but so I, come on. That's a, I, yeah, that's I mean, I'm doing an institution. It. I know, and I'm pleased. I'm, you know, it's fine. I get a text message off my mate saying, what a way to find out. And I said, find out what... And he said that you're doing Coronation Street. And I said, I still don't know what, how you found out. And there's a, there's a popular comedy website amongst comedians, and I don't look at it. But um, they've gone, front page, top story, Alan Cochran joins Coronation <laughs> Street. Oh, you do join it. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean <laughs> it's, um, you know the phrase Chinese whispers? It's it, as if Alan Cochran doing a day on Coronation Street has gone through all of the Chinese people to get to Alan Cochran joins Coronation It does give it a sense of permanency, like, uh, that's my new job. It's a temporary membership. Temporary membership. It's just, yeah, it's it's really temporary. Also, also, you know when you get those membership passes that are just on paper, hey, they haven't even bothered with laminate. <laughs> yeah, like those temporary um, passports. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's what I've got. <laughs> Rubbish. Oh, that's a good reminder. I need to renew my passport. Oh, sorry, out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I was on the radio for a second. Well, there'll be people at home thinking, oh, God, yeah, I need to renew mine. <laughs> so you might have saved someone a very embarrassing uh, it's situation. It's a civic duty, this show, isn't it? Yeah. Years. Well, I think that's brilliant. Congratulations. Yeah, good. Thanks very much. What are you playing? Are you allowed to say? I'll tell you exactly what the description of what I'm playing is. <laughs> Alan is playing a fairly ordinary, friendly bloke. <laughs> that, I mean, it is quite a stretch, actually, because yeah. I don't think I'm that ordinary. I think I'm quite eccentric. And, well, um, I don't think you're that friendly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I definitely don't think I'm that friendly. But that's I'm what acting's all about. Misanthropic, I would say. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just smile. That's what friendly people do, isn't it? They well, have you like, already done it? All right. No, I'm doing oh, it next week. Oh, you haven't done it yet? Oh, are you? Who are you with? What, who's in your scene? <sighs> Albert Tatlock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and, um, and that Alf Topper. You know, Alf Topper. Now, Alf Topper was a, uh, a comic. Was that this morning we spoke about Alf Topper? That feels like about three weeks ago. <laughs> a long time Your ago. memory's really all over the shop know, today. Well, that's what happens. Have it? you had you to get... go for wardrobe fittings and that Not sort yet. of thing? No, no. Yeah. I don't even think they'll do that. They'll probably just Friendly go... Friendly bloke. You're you just look, a you fleece. look normal. Just yeah. a fleece. <laughs> just anything. Yeah. Not just a fleece. Not just a fleece. <laughs> That'd yeah. be weird. Like Top Cat and just a... <laughs> yeah. Like Frank a overly friendly ago. bloke. Just a fleece. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I suppose it'll be the summer months. It'll be, it'll be warmer up there. Oh, that's... I mean, obviously you can't tell us anything about it, but... Not uh, a thing. But, um... It's, I mean, it's I really can't. Exciting. It's <laughs> 
Uh, it's it's great to be in something like I you know I, I I've done like Panorama Match of the Day Test mm. Match Special those things Question that you think time. yeah those things that you think are proper institutions but Coronation Street come on yeah so. la, 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 la. doesn't hesitate to have a go at anything no just no hesitation that's uh, that's tremendous news I must say <laughs> will you get exciting. a drink in the Rovers you reckon I don't know. I Is don't it real know beer? Do they drink real beer? That's I don't think so. I imagine there's some kind of TV fakery. Uh, We've been through this it. before, haven't we? TV Have we? fakery. Um, I haven't. There was a brouhaha about it five years oh, ago, wasn't there? You'll get a brouhaha in the pub. <laughs> <so. laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Certainly. That. Do you mean a Milk drink and a laugh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you should say. You should <laughs> have went down the pub out a bit of a brouhaha. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, um, how, much, how long we got? Have we got time to... One minute. One I won't minute. bother then. I've got a really, really brilliant story. Oh. I'll save it. A Bridget. Pardon? A Bridget. A Bridget? A Bridget. Yeah. Cut it short. Oh, I thought you, that's no, what no. you called a brilliant story. A, a Bridget. Bridget. No, no. I, just thought you after were, I thought you were suggesting a quiche. quiche. Somebody, quiche somebody Bridget. called Bridget. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I'll tell you what I've been... You know, the, the thing of um, late reviews and... Having watched Broadchurch, <laughs> me and Kath, this is absolutely true, are now working our way from series one um, through Tales of the Unexpected. No. Oh, brilliant. Roll Dolls, Tales of the Unexpected. Wow. And what I've started doing is that at the end of every episode, I say, well, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's very satisfying. Even on some of them, I have seen it coming. It was quite scary, Tales of the Unexpected. It starts off... I it's forgot this bit. Sinister. It starts off with Roald Dahl in a chair, badly lit, yeah. saying, when I wrote this story, this story took me five months, I couldn't come up with the ending, and all that sort of stuff, which I love all Excellent. that. They used to, do you remember Michael Winner's True Crimes? I do, yeah. <laughs> used to open with him, Michael Winner, in a big chair with a book, saying, They say hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. That was certainly the case on the 17th of September, <laughs> 1956. <laughs> oh, I love all that. Maybe I should start this show reading from a book and then yeah. bring you guys in. That would be great. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, thank you so much for listening this morning. Zoe, thank you so much for, for joining me. us. <laughs> and we're so proud of Alan and his incarnation. <laughs> I, I really look forward am. to seeing him. him a certain credibility. Let's call it street credibility. <laughs> thank you. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. You and your pussycat knows. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.